Hello and welcome to the Curiosity Podcast, a show to help you thrive in your e-commerce and digital business. And now your host, Matt Edmondson. Okay, I believe we're live. Welcome to another Facebook Live podcast. I'm just going to give it a few minutes for Facebook to sort of catch up with itself. Uh, as you can see, I have a guest. We have a guest on the show, which is great. I'm going to introduce that guest to you in just a second. Uh, but let me just give Facebook a few more minutes to catch up. So in fact, let me load up that on this side. Alrighty, I think. Right, I think Facebook caught up with itself. So, welcome to the Curiosity Podcast. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Matt Edmondson, and this is the Curiosity Curiosity Podcast, a show all about e-commerce and dedicated to those of us who are trying to run our own e-commerce businesses all over the world, whether we're a large company or a small company. Uh, we're here to help you with your e-commerce business. The show is sponsored by the incredible and amazing Curious Digital Platform. If you are looking for a new e-commerce platform, do check out uh, the Curious Digital Platform. That's curious.digital, curious with a K, um, because it is well worth checking out. Let me tell you, it is the only platform that I use on all my e-commerce businesses. Um, and the, sh- the second sponsor of the show is Lightbulb Agency. I'm going to talk more about this in upcoming shows. I'm just giving you a sneak preview now. Lightbulb have got involved and they're quite an interesting company. And hopefully we're going to get some of those guys on the show. That's the mystery. That's the secret. More coming soon. But alas, without further ado, let me introduce to you uh, today's guest. We have on the show... Mr. Ian Moyes. Ian, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Thanks, Matt. And uh, thanks for the invite. Do appreciate it. No, it's great to have you here. Appreciate your time. It's a real honour. Ian is the, uh, by day, you're a sales director, aren't you? Uh, That's correct. Yep. uh, For your sins, I suppose. (laughs) Often often, often in the evenings and weekends as well, unfortunately. (laughs) But yeah. Can't escape it. Can't escape it. Uh, But you're also uh, an expert. You're a social influencer and an expert in personal branding. You've worked with some big name brands around the world. And um, that is specifically what we're going to get into in today's show, if I'm not mistaken. Hopefully. (laughs) That's what what I'm expecting. Yeah, you and me both. Good. We're on the same page, which is great. So um, thanks for being here. Really, really appreciate it. So let's start. Perhaps with a really obvious question, what is a personal brand go? Like what what we I hear this phrase all the time, right? It's it's one of those phrases, personal brand is a big thing at the moment. Should I get my personal brand? So on and so forth. So what is it? Let's just start there, right? Sure. So so you know, a lot of these things I think are made to be more illustrious than uh, the name. Social I'm not really into social selling I talk about, but often, you know, the name leads you to believe it's something different or it's something big and magical. So personal brand is for me is pretty simple. It's how how do people how do you appear as an individual if someone looks for you? Right. So we know as a company, you'll have an impression of Coca-Cola or um, a retail brand based on the advertising. Anything you've seen about them influences your opinion and perception of their values 
what they are. Do you trust them? Do you like them? Or is it um, a, you know, a brand you don't like? So, you know, often you'll see if there's um, a disaster or something that that company's done, there's bad PR around them, uh, you know, if they're not ethical and all the rest of it. Sure. So bring that to an individual. You know, your personal brand is how do people view you? How do, you know, I could make a judgment on you, Matt, simply by, right, I've got your name. Well, let's say you're coming for an interview. Let's go for the simple example. Well, it's not difficult. I can search for you, right? Uh, yeah. And I can have a quick look. LinkedIn's the obvious one, but Facebook, Twitter, anything. What, what do you put out there? What, do you rep, what represents you as an individual? And if I can see it, it's fair for me to look. And that represents your personal brand, yeah. whether you like it or not. And I often have a discussion with people where they go, yeah, but that's not fair or, well, they shouldn't do that. Well, great. But, hey, we all do, right? You're, yeah. You're totally right. The first well, we, thing do we do it, is check them out. Well, we do it on everything, right? We yeah. live in a world, the so, world has changed, where information is available at our fingertips 24-7, on the, mo on the mobile, on the move. If you're going to buy something, how many of you don't look on Amazon and then look at the star rating, right? Oh, it's got one star from 3,000 people. Uh-oh. And you immediately go away. You don't know those people. You don't know what the opinion was. We, if you're going to go to the cinema, you look on IMDb. You take, oh, oh, that's not a good rating. You take notice because it's so easy to do. So first one is personal branding. Your career goes with you wherever you go. And it's how you're represented. But the same in business. You know, if you're going for to speak at an event or you want to be influential in your sector as the CEO of the business or someone important in the business, does that not leverage the opportunity your business has? Right. Whether it be for investment, whether it be for the audience you attract. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's where I, and I fell into this accidentally. Let's be honest. I didn't set out to have a personal brand. Did I know what it was? No. Would I have called it that? No. It all came from being in sales leadership, realizing the world was changing. The customer was changing and we had to change with it. Yeah. Right. If the, if the customer is changing, you as the seller don't change how you engage, you will get left behind. And we've seen that if you, if you look at the likes of you know, Blockbuster is the example I always use. I use there's many oh, wow. more, but yeah, yeah, you know, Netflix, yeah. right? Net, Blockbuster didn't do anything wrong, but Netflix came along and did something different for the customer. We see it in retail, bricks and mortar happening all the time. The customer's changed. The supplier hasn't. Yeah. Therefore, you suffer. Yeah. And businesses tend to think, well, this is marketing's job. This is down to corporate, but it's down to the individual as well. You know, I talk to my salespeople of, you are going and meeting a human being the human being is meeting you, not the brand. You represent the brand, but they're making a judgment on the business based on do they like you? Do they respect you? So do you find, um, like in your sales role, right, you've got your sales job going on. Do you find that if you're going to go in and see somebody for the first time, um, I'm, let's say you're selling phones, right? And you're going to yep. go in and you talk to them about phones. Do you find that the people you're going to go speak to have already checked you out? You personally, they've already looked at your LinkedIn. They've already looked at your social media. They've already started to find out things about you because they probably already know about the company, but they want to know about you. Is that is that what you're saying? So often, yes, it's not all the time. And, and some of the time you won't even know. Right? On LinkedIn, it's great. You can see if someone's viewed your profile unless they've done certain settings. And most people don't turn off the privacy and all, all the relevant settings to hide that. Sure. 
Uh, more often than not, though, I do it the other way around. I'll check. That I'm going to meet them. So I'll look at them proactively. Yeah. And often, if you go and view someone's profile, have a look at how many times you, the same person will view you back because they're curious who looked at me. Why don't they look at me and they'll look back at you? Right. Yeah. So, so and that so LinkedIn looking, tells you that, doesn't it? it gives absolutely. You that yeah, yeah. So by looking at them, there's a good chance they'll look back. Well, I want to look at them. If I want to engage with you in some way, um, I want to know about you. I don't want to turn up cold. And particularly, depending on what you're selling, right? There's a different expectation. But if you're selling something of high value, you better check out who you're selling to. To go there naively, imagine going into a meeting and you say to them, "Tell me about you and your business." Really? They'd have expected you to have done some work beforehand. The next person comes in and utilizes information they've researched, they've spent effort. Who do they immediately value and think is going to look after them more? Yeah. Right? It's simple stuff. We used to go into someone's meeting and look on the wall and see a picture of sailing. And you might say, oh, where, where was that? Oh, God, I went sailing there recently. Now that happens before you meet them, right? The, the, there's a digital handshake. There's the first impression is a digital one often. So great, you can go suited and booted. But if they've already checked you out digitally and seen something that puts them off you, you can argue, well, they shouldn't have done that. It's not fair. They looked at my Facebook profile and I go out and get drunk at the weekends. And there's always stag pictures on there. It's totally fine. Yeah. But you've left it open. You've chosen to let the world see that. That, therefore, is their prerogative to see it. Right. It's on public domain. And this is coming back to the first question, the whole thing about personal brand. This is what you're talking about, right? This is what you put out to the world for the world to see um, yep. that is uh how do you i guess i guess one of my questions here is because i know a lot of people that will put stuff on say facebook or instagram but it's the picture perfect stuff do you know what i mean it's it's yeah. uh, it's a bit fake if i'm honest with you you sort of get a yeah. bit, bit, bit bored um how do you how do you balance that do you think so the first thing I say to people, and this advice, only I've advised businesses and, and people I know have set up businesses and, oh, you know about social media, what, what do we do? Some fundamental basics, and I think people get even the fundamentals wrong, even in large companies, is firstly, don't try and tick a box to be on every platform for the sake of being on the platform. Where is your customer? Who, what's your buyer persona? So a lot of this goes back to basics, right? But who is your customer? What is your product or service? Combine the knowledge of those two, where do you need to be? So let me give you a really real-world simple example. If you're selling artistic furniture that you design and it's funky and it's made out of metalwork or old, you know, something that's visual. Sounds good. I'm there. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Then Instagram fits because your product is visual. If people are attracted by what it is and you look at it and go, oh, that's interesting. Then visual works, Instagram works. If you are selling manufactured widgets that the, the look and feel of them is totally irrelevant, people want to know the spec and the de- why. Why have you got an Instagram page? Where what, what are you going to post? Yeah, how, how, your customer is not going to get any value and is not going to expect you to be there and is not going to be interested in seeing pictures of these widgets or whatever it is, right? But I see too many often businesses, small, large. Um, open up every platform and then do them poorly because they've spread themselves thinly and feel like, why are you on there? And often when they say, well, I need to be on that. Why? Is your customer really there? Where is your customer? What's your demographic? And if 99% of your customers are B2B, LinkedIn fits, right? And perhaps Twitter. Yeah. If they're a consumer and they're on Facebook, 
and you're addressing um, housewives, for example, as a demographic. Yeah. Well, are there groups? Where, where, are, where are they like, where is your customer expecting to engage with you on social? Yeah. And relative to what you're selling, be there and do it incredibly well. You don't have to tick Snapchat. Da, 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 da. If your yeah. audience is not there, if your audience isn't on LinkedIn, have a profile for your company so it's credible and all the rest and business B2B. But don't put your content there if that's not where your audience is. If your audience wants graphical content, do it on a platform where your audience will expect to find it and nurture and be good at one. And that's where you, you want your brand to be as a company. Same for you yeah. as an individual, right? Now, I'm on all platforms because I ended up talking about social and got dragged into it. But originally, I was on LinkedIn. Didn't touch another platform. And then as okay. I real, then as I realized the benefit and the brand, I, might, I went on to Twitter. Okay. Then a little bit of Facebook, then Instagram. So those are the four broad ones, right? And I'm on the German LinkedIn Zing now. Because of the nature of what I do, it makes sense for me to be on them so I understand them. If I'm talking about social media. And yeah, you're talking, you, you're so a it, personal brand and expert, right? So it so, makes sense for you to know how all the platform works. But what you're saying is you'd, not everybody's a personal branding expert. You have a personal brand, but figure out where your customers are and, yep. and use that platform and become good at that platform, and which be, is probably and, and just one absolutely. or two. Now, it doesn't mean you as an individual can't be on the other platforms, right? Mm. But then figure out, well, do I want the world to see everything I post on Facebook about my family or my kid? It might be often people use it to share family stuff with their friends and extended family around the world. Okay, that's fine. Make it private to the connections you've got, in which case you can carry on using it as well. The people you want to see your content see it, but you haven't put it out to the general world for the sake yeah. of it. Therefore, you can't get misinterpreted or you don't have to worry about what you post because it doesn't affect your personal generic brand to the world. Your friend's view of you is totally different from a new, the neutrality of a potential business partner or some investment as you're trying to get to invest in you. And again, it comes down to it's not about your opinion or where you think it's fair or whatever. If, if, you, if it's public, people can look. And we see this too often in the political world. Um, we've, oh, recently, yeah. Yeah. we've recently seen a newsreader, right, fired after 40 years for a tweet that was done, the, a quote that he always used that was interpreted in a particular way. But none of us know if that's how he meant it, but we, all the signs how he didn't. But that's how it was perceived, and it was in yeah. the public domain. Therefore, a 40-year career has just ended. One tweet. Yeah. One you know, tweet, so which is it's crazy, it's all, but it, it's all about perception. Yeah, all about perception. That's what personal brand is. It's not about whether you, what your opinion is. It's it's what the the viewer judges you by what by what they can see of you. And Google does a fantastic job, of course, of indexing everything in every way. That even if you've buried it, it, it it'll appear. Yeah, you can't escape Google, can you? So, so I've got this personal brand. Well, I've got this understanding that I've got a personal brand. I know where my customers are. I know that if I'm putting stuff out there in the public domain, it is a permanent record. Um, and just be, just re remember that. Yeah. One of the things that I'm seeing a lot in the e-commerce world these days, more and more actually, is um, the smaller sites are becoming um, like... A, they're basing it around a product, but also around an owner of the site. So when you go to the site, you get to know that person that owns the site, the, yeah. the head of it and who's running it. They become yeah. like the face of it, if you like. Have you noticed that trend or is that is that just something that I've just 
imagining is that is that no and i think that even well let's be frank let's get let's go the extreme virgin virgin right what do you yeah. think of the minute you say that you think richard branson he's the face of that business it, so it, it's not just small companies um you can you can think alan sugar right i'm talking uk examples i won't go trump because by <laughs> definition that's a whole nother branding issue on it on it on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yep. you know, spend a day on that one um <laughs> But absolutely. And if you've got experts in your business, in the area you're in, it's very easy in today's world for them to have a public voice globally. It's not about getting a PR agency, getting on TV, radio. It, you can create it overnight. And that's what's happened to me, right, by accident. I work in the cloud computing arena, now also known in, in for speaking on other subjects as we do here. Um, and through being on social and writing a blog about an opinion, and I know what I'm talking about, and you know my style is to write very conversational. I mean, mm -hmm. tra trained to write or anything. So I write something. My blogs have been picked up, and I now get approached, as, we, as you discussed at the beginning, by large global brands. Can you write a blog for us? Can you write an opinion piece as an influencer in the cloud community? Because if we write it, it's absolutely biased or expect. Can you talk about, can you come to our event and then report about it uh, with your opinion of where it fits into the market? Sure. And accidentally through that, now I get invited to events, flown to events, do blogs, social influencing, et cetera, for companies as an agnostic knowledge in the industry. And I've got to know interesting lots of other influencers and we compare notes. From around the world because we're all doing the same thing and sure. often you bump into people at an event and go oh and 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 the the te the vendor that's got you to be there is often surprised that they've got five people there and three of you know each other really well because this goes on right but i've ended up doing that by accident because i've created content from something i'm passionate and expert about and that's grown my personal brand that you get published and your blogs get published on other sites. Now, if you're a business owner in your own business and you're in travel, for example, you'll have opinions on the travel trends that are going on, et cetera. By doing that and putting information out there, that represents you as an individual. It's your, it's not, you don't want to put it out into the company. No one wrote it. It's you and your knowledge and experience and authority and that's, that's behind that content. So, yes, it may come out from your company blog, but it's you as the represent. You build your personal brand. And if a journalist sees something and wants commentary on something that's happened, it's you they'll come to. They may come via your yeah. company, but it's you they want to speak to. They don't go, can I speak to XYZ company, please? No, they'll call the company go, I want to speak to Dave. I want to speak to Sue because I've, I, I see them as an authority and I need a comment. You know, and there's plenty of people in the industry we see as influencers. You know, in travel, Simon Calder comes to mind. Every time there's a travel disaster of anything, he's on the news. He's he's pulled everywhere because he's seen as this thought leader expert in that particular sector. Yeah. If you want to have that value to your business, it's about your personal brand, your personal equity, your credibility statement. Yeah. And you will get called upon. So how do you... Um... I mean, acknowledging that personal brand is important, right? And you, you have an opinion, you stand for something, um, you become known in that industry area. How do you, if you're starting from scratch, like if you're at ground zero um, or you've got a new business and you think, oh, this is great, how do I do that without spending 40% you know, of my life on social media, uh, which yeah. I think is a big concern for a lot of people, right? But how do you, what's your strategy? What's the, yeah. the way to do this? 
Yeah, and and you know, if I dropped, I think as you said, I've got a day job which is incredibly busy, and I have done all through that period. I've had the luxury of dropping and going right. I take three months off and figure out how to do this. And no, and it's not quick, right? You don't overnight. Do, do a couple of things and suddenly you you get the results. You have to earn the results. But firstly, you need to look good on social media and credible, right? Yeah. And that's from your the fo- even down to the photograph you use. You know how much time have you spent picking the right photo? Yeah. Right. Um, and and what you've written about yourself in, in your profile and that stuff you can do sat in front of the TV, right? If you care about, but if it's your startup business, you care about it. You're not working nine to five, right? Mm-hmm. That by definition, if you are. There's a good chance you're going to fail anyway. Successful entrepreneurs aren't a nine to five or that, you know, the two are direct conflict. So for me, this the great thing about this is it's stuff you do in front of the TV, stuff you can do ad hoc here and there. Once you've got your, your baseline in, it's nurturing it and tuning it as you go. It's not about I've got to spend five hours a day. I'll do it in the, you know, I'll do social now when I'm in a taxi and I've got 30 minutes or I'm early for a meeting. I'll do bits and bobs and share content or comment on people's content and, and take part. Um, writing the content and, and that comes down, to how, you know, if, if you know your stuff, you can probably write it. Yeah, no, now, I know the stuff about what I talk about, and I just write it. And I've had a lot of comment back of we like we like how you write because it's just conversational. It's not formulaic. It's not edited by someone into this, you know, corporate um, uh, boxed-in view. I just write it from the heart. Of, I'll see something, and, and that will spark a something I know about, whether it be customer experience, and I'll have a bad customer experience, and I'll talk about it. And this is how it could have been better, and give insight, etc. It's giving, depending what you're on, if you know your stuff, it's giving insight and value to the reader. Yeah. And then you post it on your LinkedIn profile to start with, right? Or share it on, on many of the – you learn as you organically, and you'll be surprised how quickly content – people are all looking for content. What you're looking for is to do put something out there that gets shared by I'm the just, relevant um, people. Sorry, I'm just – I'm going to put a photo of this on Instagram because I feel like I need to, <laughs> I need to post on Wait, social media as we talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the, other, the other part of this is if you create a credible brand for yourself. So you just look – that's about looking good and credible online. If you're an artist, there's nothing wrong with your picture being there with paintbrushes and paint on you, right? Because that's what you do. Yeah. If you're in corporate banking, it needs to be appropriate to the audience and what you do. So it isn't we all have to look the same. It's you need to look relevant to to the, what your audience would expect for what you're in, right? So you're not going to be on there looking uh, in a, looking shabby if you're, you're selling in a high-value enterprise product yeah. into a corporate environment. So you make yourself look appropriate, look professional as you can, tune it up a bit, and there's a few tips and tricks you can do there we may come on to in the time. Um, and then it's about getting noticed by the area you want to be noticed by. So for me, um, in the sales and social community and in, in the cloud community, I started looking at who are the influencers there. I wasn't. Who are they? I'd yeah. follow them. And then I'd look well, at the just content they share. Wherever they were, like with yeah, LinkedIn on Twitter or whatever, I'd yeah. follow them. And then I'd add comment if they post a, a blog they've written. I'd have a look at it and I'd add some commentary because yeah. if I know about that subject, there's usually something I can say. Right? If it's about archaeology, I don't know. What, I don't know that subject, so I, nothing to say. I could read it ten times and have nothing to say. Cloud computing, I've got an opinion. Yeah, I'd comment. I'd add some commentary or some value, or maybe actually I. I agree with that, but I disagree with that point you said. And here's so an article. So you do it respectfully, right? You, you Absolutely. Respectfully, yeah. And you've got to do it from authority. 
don't comment on something or, or jump in on something you don't know about. Don't flame them for the sake of flaming. I think that's a load of rubbish. Okay, why? Yeah. I don't know. I just think yeah, it's a load of rubbish because yeah. I want to take an opposing view. No. But what I'll often do is comment of, I disagree with that point, though, because from my experience, I've seen this. It, there's nothing wrong with that. If you if you genuinely have a, a valid point, make it. And what you'll find is people appreciate commentary. You don't have to agree to comment mm-hmm. as long as you've got context and, and, va- and, and, and can back it up. Yeah. But get engagement. It's about engaging. And often what I'd find is those experts would engage back. And over time, they'd follow my content. And uh, so for me, I, I would go through that p- perspective and I'd then see people follow me. And they're looking at what content I write or share, right? And then they'd like it or comment on me. So slowly, I was becoming a a part of that environment or authority. I think the key words you said there, and I just want to pull it out, is the word slowly. Because the the methodology that you're talking about is genuine. It's authentic. We're building a conversation. I'm getting to know you. You're getting to know me. This is is not follow and follow, follow and follow, just a program trying to build numbers. This is actually building genuine connections with people and that takes time but in the long run it makes much more sense and i thought i thought that was really important with what you said sorry yeah and and that's right and in doing so though think about this the minute you comment they're going to look back and see well who who, particularly if it's an opposing view how much credibility is this who who is this person they can look back at profile and 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 if you look like a joker with nothing on the profile no credibility it's just blank with a job title really yeah, I want I want them to realise, you know, I've got a valid opinion to add here. Look, I've got experience. Look, I'm credible. Look at my, there's there's my personal brand. Let's engage, yeah. and through this, let let's give some reality of well, what's the benefit? Well, you know, I've got the valid point. So I've through doing this, um, got to meet some incredibly important people, some best-selling book authors from around the world. That, oh wow! You know, I take pride in that if they follow me back and then engage with me. They've chosen that there's a reason to do so. I must look credible and authentic and have a good personal brand that, hey, they're following me back. Then that, guess what? They start to share my content to their audience. They yeah. see me write a blog and go, oh, and their audience, let's say, is 50,000 people of the right audience. Yeah. So if you're also, Have you had that happen to you? you yeah, people I, I get it happen all the time now because I've earned that uh, over time yeah. um, that – it gets shared. So if, if it's in the cloud industry and I write something on cloud, a lot of the cloud influencers around the globe and people in senior positions, they now follow me. And I'll see it sometimes. If, if you write good stuff or contribute good content or an opinion, guess what? They share it on to their 50,000 followers, whatever it might be. Yeah. Same in the sales community. When I write about things like personal branding, some of the top book authors globally share my content on. I've met some of them because when they've come to the UK, they've they reached out. Yeah. Well, they've reached out. Ian, it feels like we know each other through all the engagement we've had over the past couple of years. I'm coming to London. You're not around on this date. Are you? We'll grab a coffee. That's great. That's and it now becomes yeah. a real way. It goes from rapport, electronic rapport, to starting to become a real relationship. Mm. And there's nothing wrong. Guess what? At that point, if I write a bit of content that I think is valid to their audience, I don't just share it and, com- and copy them in. I'll reach out to them with a, per- with a personal direct message saying, Joanne, Mark, I hope you like this blog. We want my sharing this with your followers. Would you? I ask them to do it. Yeah. Because I've earned that right now and yeah. credibility and the personal brand is valid. And again, that's key. You've earned the right to ask them to share your content. Yeah. 
You don't people contact the people go, all the time, do don't they? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've written this blog post. Can you post it to your audience? Like, I don't know who you are. I exactly. genuinely don't. I, get, first I must get an email check. a week with that request. Yeah. And you're like, I have yeah. no idea who you are. I just, I've, I've got better things to do, if I'm honest with you. Um, but you, it's like you say, you've earned that right. You've built this relationship up over time. And but even I'll tell you the, what, Matt, let me give you this. If that was, if you, if that was someone sent you that, and they look credible, and you clicked and saw their profile, and their profile was, you know, astronomical, they're, they're a big book author, for example, or they're a speaker in yep. the US, you might consider sharing it then and feel flattered they'd asked you because their personal brand carries the equity. Very true. Alan Sugar sent you that, genuinely, yeah. you, 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 people would share the content, right? Because the personal brand carries the weight to say, wow, they asked me to do this. They, yeah. they, they're so that's where it fits right what you're getting is probably people who've got no brand equity you take one look and go why am i going to do that for them because they haven't earned it and the personal yeah. brand the big part of earning that it's a step towards it out of the gate yeah no i get that i mean the trouble is i think people will read stuff these days like you know you've got to build your personal brand you've got to connect with influencers and they go and they'll connect with whoever the they'll go find Richard Branson and try and connect with him on social media and you know always not worked or and they'll yep. they'll connect with people and ask and just straight away can you share this content yep. with your audience because somebody somewhere has told them to do that and you know what there's I think there's the returning of common sense which says actually I have to win this person I have to build a relationship with this person because we've got something in common and actually they're they're genuinely good people to know so right? Let me give you a contextual example. Absolutely agree. Um, take it to the real world. People behave different electronically because they think they can. Real world, if I walked up to you and bumped into you on the street and said, Matt, well, I wouldn't know your name then, right? But it'd be, a, <laughs> excuse, excuse me, big smile. Good morning. I um, hope you don't mind. C could I just, could I ask you the time? You're probably going to give me the time, right? Sure. Because I'm, I'm asking for a very small thing and it was a pleasant, it was a bit of rapport. If I said, excuse me, good morning, morning. Um, could I get? You couldn't give me ten quid, could you? Because I really need ten pound right now. You know the reaction you're mostly going to get because the ask I'm having of you it outweighs any rapport I've got. Sure, right? That's the simplicity thing. And yet on social, I've got no, no I've earned, earned no right, but I'm going to ask you to do something which is is big for me. For you, I'm asking you to send, share this with your thirty thousand followers. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's the problem. You wouldn't do it in the real world. You wouldn't walk up to someone at an event over coffee and straight away start to pitch them or ask them to do something. Wouldn't mind um, going and help, coming out and we unload. What? You would have a chat with them. Right? Go, well, how, how do you get here this morning? And during the day, you might say, oh, do you know what? You couldn't. This, I saw you talking to that guy over there. You couldn't introduce me, could you? Because you've built a bit of rapport. The more, and it's the same on social. You have to build that interaction, right? And people yeah. don't like that because it's not instantaneous gratification. And, and it's as far as liking people's content. And that isn't going through and liking every post they've ever made for the sake of it. It's like something and maybe add a comment or reshare a piece of their comment. That appears in their feed, in their notifications. And they might not notice it the first time. And don't expect them to suddenly follow you back. But if Donald Trump shared one of your tweets, you'd notice that because the the brand that individual's got straight away you're you're right so it depends on the yeah. more brand you've got the less effort you need to put in let's be frank if yeah. i share someone's content on cloud it's more likely i'll get a follow back because they'll take a few looks and go actually i'm widely published all the rest of it actually will follow in it, it, oh cr crikey 
I didn't have that at the beginning, right? Yeah. Because I didn't have yep. any brand. I didn't have any equity to, to ride on the back of. It was who the hell's this guy? So I had to do the other way around. The more you, the more you get into this, the easier it becomes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm totally with you on it. I'm totally with you on that. Um, so we, when we talked sort of before we came on air, um, you had some really interesting ways to hack this as well, didn't you? So yes, we've got the principle and the principle is time investment, build credibility, don't be a jerk and yep. just, you know, connect with some great people. I know that's going to take a bit of time, but in the, if you do it, it's going to be worthwhile, right? Yep. So what are some of the hacks, the tips, the tricks that you've discovered to making that process easier um, and much more effective? Sure. And I, I like things like this because they're, you know, they either work or they don't for you. And so I'll give you some, t- some small ideas and tips, but they're easy to do and you can discount them quickly or use them quickly. Sure. I'm t- I'm, I get fed up of going to events where there's this low, uh, thing. and then the, 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 the thing you get told about is, oh, you need to invest about £20,000 before you can even start, <laughs> or, right? It's like, right? Or it's so much effort, I'm never going to say, I intend to do it. It sounds great, but when am I ever going to get around to that? So I like yeah. small, insightful things. So, so some easy examples, right? Think, so, you know, if you're on Twitter, for example, um, create a Twitter list. And I didn't, I've, I didn't know this at the beginning. If, if you want to connect with... Um, a particular type of purple maybe it's journalists around your particular sector and your sector is ceramic this or whatever or experts in this create a group that's um called something flattering don't call it my prospect list or my people i want to influence right because when you add them they'll see the name of the list right okay so so create something so that's why you call it flattering so when they see that name they're like yeah cool journalists Uh, in the ceramic industry yeah or influencers in cloud yeah. Right. And then add the people to that list. It's your little group. But when you add them, it puts a notification. Unless they've turned it up, most people don't turn anything off. It, they get a notification. Ian has added you to Cloud Influencers list. Guess what? The chances are a lot of people will click and have a look who Ian is. Yeah. Out of curiosity and flattery. Yeah. I do it. Even now, if someone adds me to some list with a name, I want to know what's, oh, who else is on the list? Sure. And who's it added to me? Right. Um, even if you make the list private, by the way, which you can do, be aware that if you ever change it to public, and this is something people never know, if you ever go just change it to a public list, the minute you do, they will get that alert then. So even it, so just never call it anything that you wouldn't want them to see, because you at some point you will click that one button, and even in six months, a year's time, you go, I'll make the list public. Yeah. Actually, they'll yeah. all get a notification added to Ian's top people to follow for this to try and get connected with and meet or whatever they're going to see it so that's that's one easy one right and invariably people look back my goal is always do things that get you noticed in a positive manner by the people you want to be noticed by sure because i want people to choose to follow me and choose to therefore the minute they follow you anything you post goes into their feed and they might share i don't have to tag them in they've chosen to say I want to see what you put out there. What a flattering thing. What a validation also that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. What you don't want is influencers going, I'm unfollowing him. Well, that means you're doing something bad, right? Or you're putting rubbish out and they're fed up seeing it. Um, another quick example, you know, a key thing on your personal brand across any social platform is your photo. Okay. Because first impression, we're always told if you're going to meet people, 
uh, first impressions count. Have a firm handshake. You wouldn't go into a meeting in your worst gardening clothes covered in paint unless you're a gardener. Or a painter. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, you know, if you turn up and covered in paint and you say, you know, you're quoting for decorating the house, people expect it's fine. If you go to go to a meeting for a, a job in banking like that, what? So why on social media do you not care about the profile? People go, well, I do. Okay. You, how did you decide what photo to use? Mm. Well, I, I asked my wife and I asked a people which one was best and they said this one. Right. Really? You, I've scientifically tested my photo and it's really easy and you can do it for free right there's a site called photofeeler.com photofeeler.com and it's not as feeler dodgy as, as the... in feeling f-e-e-l-e-r.com yeah okay cool. so it's not as dodgy as the name may sound so you, you can go there say <laughs> type it carefully that's all it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah so i came across it by accident and i thought i'd done what everyone else did and oh that's the picture and i came across this site by accident and it's where facebook started in fact you put a photo on and other people rate you Right, but okay. it's not the hotness and stuff where Facebook started. What this site lets you do is so for private or sorry, for business or personal, you choose that. And then it has some criteria that people can just click on and give a vote. So it's really quick. So you put your photo and you say business and you will get people selecting. And I think from it's something like authority, trustworthiness or something. There's three criteria and they just click rating wise. And all they've got to judge you by is the photo. No name, no job title, no country, um, no nothing. So it's just That's all it. first impressions based on that photograph. Right. From there. What is that photo? Based on that photo, is the, does this person look trustworthy? Yes or no? Bump. Yeah, yeah. And Photofeeler, when you go on, it says there's a there's a fee for doing this. But if you go and vote on other people, which takes five minutes in front of the TV, right? You go da 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 da. For everyone you vote, you get a credit, and you earn credits, and then you can say, right, now I can use my credits to get a free vote back on me okay I'm with you. Yeah. so i tested and i and when i present on this with slides we won't bring it up now but i show and i get a good laugh out of this right here's the photo i used to have and here's the photo i changed it to and it's the same you know it was a, a corporate you know one of those bio shots that they do and they do multiple and it was me without it was me like this without glasses right that's what i used because i didn't used to wear glasses and vanity and oh, without glasses when i came across this site i, just, I was just curious thought, what? so i switched it on the site i did the one without glasses that i was using got the rating i switched it and did it with one with glasses so that's the difference there's me yeah there's me that was the only change nothing new. and i am incredibly more trustworthy apparently with glasses than without it went something like 50, <laughs> I forget it, but I've got it on the slide, right? Fifty-eight wow. percent trustworthy to eighty-three percent. Hang on, hang on. You're gonna, I'm, yeah. I'm good to go now. <laughs> but but it's different, you know. It, that was individual to me. For you, sure. you you might yeah, get the yeah. opposite result, right? Because yeah. it's individual on on that face and that picture. Interestingly, and the, and the shot was something there, and I forget which way it was. I then flipped the picture, so it's definitely the same picture because I just. I flipped it on the PC and posted facing the other direction. It went up again. Yeah. So the reason my photo, my bio, and I'm going to update it shortly because um, I've had a guy called the headshot guy, free advert for him there, has done me a load of new shots because my others were probably five years ago. And, yeah. you know, be, be fair and authentic. I just haven't got around to do it. So I've got a ton of new ones. But I've got to run them through the test first now and do that. But the reason my photo is glasses facing a particular direction is because that one gave the best results from people who didn't know me. Mm. You went and got the data, didn't you? 
rather than just so i know now that photo gets me the best first impression not from everyone Mm. but overall the demographic says that one's the one likely to get me the best first impression purely from the photo boom there's a tip and it's easy to do how many people have bothered to do it right no it doesn't matter well do you wear a suit when you go to visit a meeting do you make any effort do you shave do you yes why do you bother Mm. you obviously bother because you think how people look at you well digital is often the first impression today and even if that's a, a 0.1% better impression they get, I want the better impression. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? Because once you've changed it, it doesn't cost you anything, right? Put a few minutes. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, another quick example, another hack you've got is a, is a wonderful site. There's a couple actually called Fiverr.com. Yep. There's, a, there's another one, one called Fivesquid.com. It's pretty much the same. Is that one and, the British version of it? It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But for $5 or £5, whatever. You know, there is an immense amount of resource out there. So people often comment on my social, wow, that that picture you use for that blog or, um, you know, there's there's photographs of me or or different styles and that grab attention. And there's also videos I've done. I'll post often where Mm. they look incredibly professional. And I go, how did you get that done? Was that expensive? And I just I sort of have an inner laugh when I have to tell them "Um, it was five pounds. They're like, what? And I've told marketing people this, right? And they're blown away because historically you'd have to have a Photoshop expert spend. And I haven't got time for that. I could go and learn to. I just go on Fiverr and look for a gig. When it's Christmas, you'll see social videos on, for Christmas that I've done. Um, when it's Easter, when it's Valentine's coming up, you'll see social posts from me that are, you know, happy Valentine's to all my followers. But it's an excuse. There's an inflection. There's, there's always a day for everything, right? It's pancake day. It's it's uh, carrot cake day. It's whatever. So how far do you want to go, right? And Anybody also- from America is going pancake day. Well, there's a site you can register for that I've just had, I get an alert every week now that tells you this week what every day is. You know, we we know May the fourth is Star Wars day, right? May the fourth, okay. yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a there's something for every day. So if you want an excuse to engage with your followers. And some of them are extreme beyond belief, right? There's a donut, yeah, yeah. donut whatever. <laughs> donut. But Which just is a- good if you actually sell donuts or have anything to do with donuts. You need to know that there's a donut day and celebrate that with your followers, right? But, your but there's, there's, there's every, you know, so, and I, so I do videos on these things to you extend my personal brand at low cost. So whatever you're in, you can go and get videos done that are appropriate mm-hmm. and incredibly professional. And it varies, right? They start at five pounds. But and do it, you, I, having used five and myself, I guess one of my questions would be: um, is quality control? Because I find with Fiverr, you get great and you get rubbish. Um, did you? I've looked at the reviews. I've done over four hundred gigs on there, which, if my wife hears, will be interesting when she works out how much I've spent. <laughs> Personally, out of my own pocket, right? Building per because. Sorry, we're I've only built... video in this, Ian. It's well, fine. that's all right. Well, as, as I've built personal brand, I've done more of it because I've got the results. So actually, I don't mind investing more into it because I didn't do that at the beginning, sure. um, and now I pay for some tools. I use. And and sometimes I get free tools offered, right? From from because they want my opinion on these tools because of where I've ended up doing this stuff. Um, but going back to your point, there's always going to be bad on there. But what I've found is where someone's done me a gig where, and I've had a few where it's not quite what I wanted, I've gone back to them and they've been very, they don't want bad reviews, right? Mm. So they've corrected it and put effort in. Or I've had a couple out of that 400 or so where they've said, actually, I'll refund your money. 
they don't want a bad review because oh, okay. these these are individuals. They're not companies. These are individuals yeah. Yeah. in their bedroom creating their own little business, and they take in the general like, everything. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. take pride in what they do, and they don't want a bad review. Um, so they fix it right, and I don't mind if someone says, "Actually, I'm not the one." Then, but all oh, have your money back. No, that's great. I've not had a bad experience, or I wouldn't keep going back there. And in general, I would say I've had in the high 90s as a good experience. And even where it's been bad, it's been a good outcome. That the end, I've never had an argument where I've had to escalate to Fiverr and, oh, this isn't fair. Never. That's great. It's I mean, good, to be fair, good... neither have I. It's, um, and, I, and, I, and when you find people that you can work well with, stay with them. Jeez, yep. you know, they... I've got repeat stuff yeah. where i go back and they do photoshop and it, you know for five they they do what would take me hours to figure out in five minutes because they're an absolute expert at what they do mm. why not outsource it oh it Simple. makes total sense i i totally get it so we've got build social media lists um sort out your your photo use fiverr do something promotional that resonates with your tribe at the different points of the year so valentine's day is a classic one that's coming up soon yep um you've got easter you whatever resonates for your industry give us one final tip because i appreciate time is of you know we've sure. got to respect time but sort of what would be and your your final tip all right isn't it is an easy one that takes 10 seconds then go you're like you're gonna have to go to my profile to do it though right so there's a there's a point so if you, if you look, let's do on LinkedIn, right? But I, it works across the different platforms. And, and I saw this because I saw someone else do something. And I, I'm always looking for those little tips myself. Sure. And I looked at it and went, oh. And then I plagiarized exactly what they did. And copied. So, you know, on the social profile, if you look on LinkedIn, and my name's relatively u- unique, right? But if your name's John Smith and someone searches John Smith, you, there'd be a thousand come up. Yep. But if you tag me in on a post, anything, my name, my profile LinkedIn will stand out in that list of other people you've tagged. You tag 30 people in, my name will jump out. And I'll tell you why. Because in my name profile on there, I've put an icon at the end. Okay. Because, but it's, it's not built into the platform to do that. What you have to do is cut the icon from a, social, from a site that has icons supported by social media. What I did initially was cut that icon from someone else's profile because they'd got it on there, so I knew it would work. And I just copied okay. it. So, have a look so at you my copied profile. it off their profile on LinkedIn. I've got a little tick. I've got a little yeah. tick, right? And people go, how did you get that official tick on, on your profile? Did LinkedIn award you it? Because it stands out on any list, right? Because it's a green tick. I think I've got a green one. It might be a blue one now. but um, And it jumps out. And all I've done is put it into the name probe. Now, put it at the end, not at the beginning. Because if you put it at the beginning, it screws with LinkedIn's indexing. Because okay. it looks, if you search for someone, it searches the beginning bit, and, the, and it and it can't understand. Oh, I can't find you. Okay, but because it's, it's a, a, it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end, it's fine because you. But have a look at my search. profiles on different profiles. Why have I put? And you look on my Twitter profile. I've used. I've got different fonts in the in the description, and people. How did you do that? Mm. Because I found websites where if you search um, icons to use on social media bios, I found sites that have all the fonts you can use. So you do it, and you cut and paste it. But I didn't know they existed because I didn't know you could do it. And I find an incredibly minute pe- number of people have ever sussed this out or use it. But it makes your profile stand out. And any list or profile, people look at it, it just looks more appealing. Sure. Another quick one for you in the, in the same way, cross-link your profiles. If you're on Twitter and LinkedIn, on LinkedIn, put a link to your Twitter account in the profile and vice versa, unless you've hidden it and it's personal. So when someone's on it, 
I hate the fact if I have to look at someone on another profile, another platform, and I have to go on there and search their name, then I'm going, is that? And they've used a different photo. Is that? Is that Matt? Is that not Matt? Is it? Mm. Is that the same person? Make it easy for your audience to see your personal brand. Cross-link all your profiles. So if you find me on one, you will find it really easy to find me on I'm the other. Profile. The yeah, yeah. No, it's great. You, the audience, I make it easy for you. If you choose to do that, I've made it easy. Why would I make it hard? Mm. Yeah, no, it's very good. Hey, listen, um, thanks, Ian. I, I'm, I'm a, I love this conversation. I love this conversation about personal branding, especially, I think, if you're in e-commerce. People want to know the person behind the business. They want to know who they're buying from, and they want to see you and understand you and know what it's all about. And um, so thanks, Ian, for sharing your, right. your tips on personal and branding. Because... And I'm glad we're wrapping up because it is unprofessionally. I didn't bring battery power with me. And, my, <laughs> and mine's, now, mine's telling me I need to go back to my desk. So, yeah, it's getting towards you. So, hey, listen, how do people connect with you? How do people sure. get a hold of you if they want to sort of connect with you? Sure, I'll make it easy. WWW, shouldn't even need to say that, right? That's my dumbness. Um, Ianmoist.co.uk. And Ian Moist.cloud, yep. Moist. there's the final personal branding tip. Cost me nothing to register those domains. One of them will take you straight to my LinkedIn, one to my um, Twitter account. And I've done that across all my socials. So I don't even need to remember. I don't say go to LinkedIn and search for Ian Moist. You, well, I've taken a step out. Go to ianmoist.co.uk. You are straight on my LinkedIn profile. You know it's 100% me. And it costs me hard pennies a year to just renew those domain names. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Yes. Another top tip. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. Make sure you connect with Ian and reach out to him and tell him you said, how's it? Uh, and that you connected with him through the show. I'm sure he'll be ha happy to answer any questions uh, that you've got. I mean, that's right, right? Awesome. Yep. So yep. listen, thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you stay connected and subscribe as we do more of these Facebook Lives and turn them into podcasts uh, all on the Curiosity Show. Uh, let us know how you find them. It is a bit of an experiment and one that I'm enjoying at the moment. I have to be honest with you, it's going super well. But let us know what you think. It'll be great to hear from you. Do stay subscribed uh, to the podcast on all your favorite stations. We're there and we will be broadcasting again very soon on Facebook Live. So make sure you sign up for the Facebook Live notifications. Ian, once more, thanks so much. Really appreciate your time. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you in the next show. Thank you for listening to the Curiosity Podcast. You can subscribe or you can also join us on Facebook Live. See you next time.